0: Chapter 7, in which I am rudely awoken with a fish. Slowly, his voice was deep, calming and soothing. I pulled at the string with a nervous energy, frantically. Slowly, he said again, more loudly this time, with a tinge of frustration and a hint of laughter in his voice. It was pulling against me. I pulled harder, quicker. Then, suddenly, the line went slack, and without the resistance, the rod flew back thwack me in the face. I sank to my knees and let out a growl of frustration, rolling in the pebbles and shells. He was laughing, guttural, rasping laughter that seemed to echo the wind that ran up and down the valley. Frustrated, I slammed my hand into the stones and instantly regretted it, sharp cuts of pain darting into my palm. He laughed again. That wasn't very sensible, was it? No, I spat the word out sulkily. "'What did I say?' he asked, smiling widely at me. "'Slowly,' I grumbled. "'And did you pull slowly?' I said nothing. "'What a stupid question. "'We both knew I hadn't pulled slowly. "'If I had, the line wouldn't have snapped.' "'Come on,' he said, lifting me from the stones and dropping me on my feet. "'Let's have another go. We'll have to rebate the line.' I reached into my pocket feeling the wet worms wiggling and wriggling around my fingers. I picked one and pulled it out. I put it on the end of the line that he held out in front of me and cast the line out into the lake. "'What will you do if you get another bite?' he asked, smiling. "'Pull it in slowly,' I replied, rolling my eyes as I spoke. As we sat there, waiting for another bite, a cloud floated in front of the sun and a cold chill fell upon me. "'Father?' I said nervously. Where have you been? Rather than look at me, as he always did when he spoke, he stared out at the lake, at the horizon, where the blue lake met the blue sky. When he spoke, he spoke with a great heaviness rather than his usual cheerfulness. Surgeon, he said with a sigh. Searching for what? I said. Still, he didn't look at me. He looked at the sky, examining the clouds as they floated by. He breathed heavily, he stared at the sky, and he breathed heavily. For a moment, I wondered whether he had heard me, but just as I was about to repeat my question, he croaked a reply. The future. I'm searching for the future. To me, that seemed like a rather strange thing to be searching for, since it wasn't a thing at all, but was rather a time or something like that. But I could see that my questions were upsetting him and I knew better than to keep on asking him about where he had been. I worried as we sat there in silence that I had upset him, but presently the cloud blocking the sun drifted away, and we were bathed in a warm and beautiful glow, and my father pulled me close to him, hugging me tight. So, he said, smiling down at me, what have you been up to while I've been away? So I told him everything I'd been doing, and we chatted happily, until finally... I felt another pull at my line. Remembering to pull slowly, I started to wind the line in. Easy does it, came father's gravelly voice. I pulled it in further and feeling it pull ferociously against me, I let it pull some of the line back into the water. I wouldn't have another one escape me today. Feeling its force fade, I began once again to reel it in. It came easily now and I started to quicken the pace. Slow, my father whispered, but it was too late. The line had gone loose again. I screamed in frustration and turned to my father, expecting him to comfort me. But I was amazed to see him holding a fish. It was almost as big as his entire arm. He pulled me close and spoke in an urgent whisper. Remember. And then he slapped me around the face with the fish. He slapped me hard. It hurt. Remember, he said again. If I disappear, and he slapped me with the fish yet again. It hurt. Why was he doing this? It wasn't fair. Was he trying to be funny? If he was, it wasn't working. Remember, he said for a third time. If I disappear, find the oar. He went to slap me with the fish for a third time, but I was ready now. I caught his hand. Thank goodness, Mother sobbed. I thought I'd lost you. I spluttered, coughing up water. Blinking, I saw her. A silhouette against the blue sky. Looking around, I saw we were on a sandy beach. We're out, I yelped. We've done it. We've escaped the mine. Yes, my darling, she spoke softly. We've done it. Sitting up, I looked around and saw a huge, muscular mermaid lying in the shallows of the lake at the water's edge. Halfrew was comfortably three times my size, perhaps even bigger. So strong and powerful she looked, that I presumed she was a statue made flesh. I watched her lazing in the shallows, fiddling with something in her hands, fiddling with something shiny in her hands. It was a chain, a small golden chain. I looked at my mother's neck, my mother's bare neck. Havru had stolen my mother's chain. Mother must have seen the expression on my face, because she lay a finger on my lips and spoke softly. She led us from the caves and she has been rewarded. But your... Mother shushed me. Listen to your mother, Hafrey's voice boomed from the water's edge. All actions have a cost, little goblin. But I saved you, I cried. Without us, you'd still be trapped in that cave. And I saved you, Hafrey smiled. But your mother, she had done no such thing. She had to pay for her passage. That's not fair, I shouted. I was going to go on but have bellowed over me. On the contrary, little goblin, it is more than fair. Your mother lives and it only cost her a small gold chain. And with that, the mermaid spun backwards and disappeared into the water.